Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Kokoro Movement Podcast. On this episode, we have Chad Raynor. He is a trainer based out in New York City. We had a great conversation. I'm just going to jump right into it. Here we go. Oh, hanging in there. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a weird world we live in right now. It is a weird world that we live in right now. It's, uh, I don't know, I guess we're, you have no choice but to adjust. Yeah. And so, but it's not ideal, that's for sure. No, it's not ideal at all. And so, you know, because you're up in New York, right? Yeah. So I live in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is so okay. literally like from my building. I ha- I can see the skyline of New York City. I'm like a mile and a half away from New York City. Okay, so um, it's quote unquote not as bad where you're at, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like one of the things I always make sure to tell people, like, even though I'm like a literally a mile and a half away from New York City, I don't live in New York City. So people like, I mean, people who live in this area know, and if, if you are from here, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so actually, even though it's it's bad in Jersey. Yeah. Hoboken, where I live, has actually done a really good job. So our mayor was like one of the first people in America to start with like the stay-at-home order yeah. um, as a city and closing schools down and all that other stuff. So Hoboken has cases, but we actually haven't had any deaths. Okay. Okay. Jersey, That's cool. Yeah. Jersey City, which is next to Hoboken, which is also like, so <clears throat> Hoboken's on the Hudson River. Yeah. If you know, if you know New York City, Hudson Hoboken's on the Hudson River, and then uh, Jersey City's on the East River. Okay. And, uh, Jersey City's on the other side of New York City, but next to Hoboken, and they've had a lot of death in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, and then New York is obviously a complete disaster. But so for us, for me, as soon as it started kind of getting hairy, and, and also it, it kind of helped that my son um, was out of school. Yeah. I stopped going. I stopped going to the city personally. So. Yeah. Um, so I, I haven't. Hopefully, been. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think I've been really exposed, but right. it's uh, it's, it's intense. That's for sure. Yeah, and it's uh. So I live in Flagstaff, Arizona, which is about two and a half hours north of Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. and we're pretty isolated up here. So we're not. We don't have too many cases, um, but for a while, I was just watching the news, and just sitting there like a non-player character in a movie, just watching all yeah. this chaos happen and be like so <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's nice out here yeah, yeah uh, what do i do you know and it's then it's it's our our mayor was just finally told us to shut the gym down which is where my massage office is too and right. so you know immediately there's like this overwhelming anxiety because then you're just yes, like, i understand and then you're like shit what do i do and then <laughs> exactly and then the next morning like I think I give myself times, right? Like you have 12 hours to just be the most anxious person ever. And then we got to figure it out. You know what I mean? Because if I don't give myself, if I don't give myself a timeline. Yeah. Yeah. So like part of it, so I'm a part business owner of a place in New York city. And so we had to close, even though they didn't have a stay at home order for New York city, they had all gyms and health facilities. Uh, we, they had us closed weeks ago. Yeah. So my business partners and I were like, uh, okay, this is not ideal. Um, and we had yeah. like partnerships with Nike, um, with Google, like all these other all things that we actually go to their corporate offices and do this thing and all that got shut down. Yeah. Um, and then, so in my building where I live, I, I live in an apartment, but so with my, with my fiance and my son, uh, we actually have a gym, uh, that we both, my, Beyonce is a trainer as well. She's a dancer and a trainer. Okay. Uh, so we, we train people in our building as well. And so they closed the gym in our building. So yeah. it's like literally like everything just like was taken away, um, which is really intense. 
and it's like not only did you like okay my business in the city is gonna potentially suffer is suffering my home business you know my personal business you know i started to take care of you know i have mouths to feed i have a dog you know i was like i'm 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 a first grade teacher now because (laughs) they basically like you still have to do all your work but you know um so it's yeah it's a thing it's it's, it's a wild time for sure yeah so i'm a massage therapist and a strength coach so just immediately it's all gone you know and then you're just like well shit how do i do this and so luckily a lot of my clients uh transitioned really well to online there's some that are really experienced so i just write them workouts and then do right uh bi-monthly check-ins and then there's other ones that need me to be on facetime with them while they do the workout um right and then you know there's and then i'm trying to do uh four mobility classes a week and uh that's a challenge because i'm normally doing only one kin stretch class a week and now i'm having to come up with all this variance for four a week which is just really difficult (laughs) exactly yeah 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 and i can imagine i'm just like uh yeah yeah and then not being able to do any tactile cueing is really difficult so then i'm having to explain a lot more um and two of those days my uh my roommate still um works so on the weekends she's able to be here and i can just coach her through the movements and therefore coach everybody else but during the week i'm here by myself so then i'm talking out and doing all these movements and not breathing in and then i'm just like almost passing (laughs) oh my god it's a thing it's this huge learning curve man and it's just yeah it is and it's it is it's it's it is crazy it's such an adjustment for everybody and like like right before this, not too long before this, we we were taking the dog out. And so one of my neighbors, uh, him and his wife, they own multiple hair salons. And so them, I mean, hair salons are non-essential, so they're closed. And so we're talking to them at six feet distance. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> um, even though it's like, it's a crazy time for us and it's, it's not ideal, then but at least we're able to do some work. Like, yeah. you know, people in our industry yeah. versus them, like you do people's hair. Like, <laughs> so unless, unless they're yeah. allowing you to come to their apartments. And at that point it's like, okay, they have three kids. It's like, are you going to take that risk? Um, we at least have that option to do stuff online or FaceTime where they don't even have that. And it's just like, it, it's, it's just a, it's just a wild time. It's, it's tough for a lot of people. And so even though it's, it's not ideal, I'm fortunate that I'm ill. I'm still able to um, create some sort of income and create some sort of normalcy and, you know, again, be able to provide for my family and, and be able to provide for my clients. And um, it's, we just, we just count down the days. So yeah, yeah, it's a thing, man. And it's the, so there's two really difficult parts to this. One is that our professions are incredibly social. And so totally. we're constantly seeing people all day, every day and having these conversations and getting to know these people on a deep level. And then all of a sudden you have to quit cold Turkey and you're just like, Shit. yeah, you know? Yeah. And so now you're just at home with your wife and you're just like, I don't <laughs> just looking at each other. Like, okay, look, what I should we watch now? <laughs> I know. I love you with all my heart, but yeah. I have to go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We both take turns. We take turns going to the grocery store, take turns taking the dog for a walk. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, and, little... and the other hard part is like, well, when can we go back? And everybody just is like shrugs their shoulders. Like, I don't know. And yeah. Like, and that's, that's, oh, so one of the things that we're, even before this happened, uh, we were planning to move to California. Yeah. Uh, and so we were planning to move. August 1st. And so we still are planning to move. And so one of the things we were actually talking about today is um, California is not as bad as New York and New Jersey. Um, So we were just saying like, well, at this point now, like with some of our East Coast clients, they're accustomed now to this FaceTime Zoom kind of deal. So maybe some of them will kind of stay on um, as we transition to California, which may be will be out of the clear earlier than New York and New Jersey. I, I just don't envision us, even though, again, we're 
we're supposedly like, you know, the epicenter we're peaking the earliest and, and you know, I guess everything's going to follow at that point, but it's, I just don't see an end in sight anytime soon. Um, right. Which is unfortunate. And it's like, it's scary, but I, I guess there's nothing that we can really do about it. It's just, it is what it is. Right. And I'm a really proactive person. And so when there's just nothing you can do about the situation, you're just like, well, this sucks. Like, yeah. You know, so yeah. where uh, in California you guys planning on going? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I spend a lot of time getting uh, a lot of education courses in San Diego. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's, it's, uh, and I lived in San Diego for a while and just, yeah. and it's funny because it's probably only a two hour drive now. You know what I mean? Where normally it's oh, really? like a four or six hour drive. Yeah, yeah, because totally. Of the traffic, you know, but now everybody's right. at home. So I don't know. What have, and so, what made you uh what made you move to Arizona? So I've lived in Arizona my whole life. And so I okay. actually uh lived in San Diego for a little while when I went to massage school the first time, which was back in two thousand, right when I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Um and so but at that point I was eighteen years old. I have no idea what I'm doing in my life. I just wanted to be a massage therapist because my dad made a lot of money. You know what I mean? Right. But I yeah. had no self-control. I had no idea what I was doing or how to right. save money or whatever, you know? Totally. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah. I didn't like start this practice until I was uh, 32. So, okay. You know, how old are you now? So I'm 38. Yeah. I so turned 38 in a couple weeks. Oh, right on. Yeah. It's April a good 16th. Age. Yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> and so that's the other hard part about, is like just trying to stay fit and motivated to do stuff, you know, like I right. love having conversations. So I'm like, cool, I'll just reach out to all these people that I haven't had time to reach out to and get them on the podcast right. and have conversations. But, you know, just like sitting there, we're watching Westworld right now and you're just like, uh, right. deadlifts. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's totally. So like for us, like it was a combination of, again, doing schoolwork with, uh, my son and then so we have like a pull-up bar in our apartment like an actual pull-up bar which also doubles as like a squat rack uh, then we have kettlebells from 12 kilograms so 48 kilograms a lot of pairs of them all uh, and then again we do a lot of you know joint mobility stuff yeah uh, calisthenics stick mobility stuff we both have our own sets of sticks yeah so we definitely get some movement in uh, sometimes probably too much where we're like we're like exhausted like okay well we have so much time to kill It's like really like hit it hard. And like, you know, my fiance goes out for long runs in the morning. Cause she's, so she actually does uh, triathlons as well. Yeah. And so as of right now, um, she wanted to do New York city triathlon one more time, uh, which is normally held at the end of July. And so yeah. as of right now, it hasn't been canceled. Uh, last year it was canceled because it was too hot. It yeah. was in the hundreds with 90% humidity. And so, they actually just canceled because of the heat. There's like a heat wave. Right. Um, so we'll see. And then, then we watch Netflix. It's like, we just finished Ozark. Yeah. We started Tiger King. We don't generally watch much regular TV. So we actually yeah. watch a lot of sports. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's also been uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably one of the hardest things of anything. It's just like, oh, okay. Like, like we go to games, we go to basketball games, we, we watch games and it's like, okay, there's nothing on, like right. nothing. And everything yeah. is being canceled. Like they just canceled the British Open today. And it's just like, there's going to be no sports for the rest of the year. And I'm just like, I'm devastated. I know. It's really, <laughs> it's really hard because we're so focused on our own little kind of world, our own little microcosm. And then we're just like, oh, everything is screwed up. Like everything right. across the whole planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. that's, so right now that's when I start to get anxious is when I'm like, Oh, the whole world is screwed. Uh, yeah. And then, but right now I'm just focusing on what I can do and what I can control and how I can yeah. control it. And it's uh, but yeah. So we, we only have one kettlebell in the house, but I use, um, I use different bands for different resistances. And right. then so I'm doing a bulk of my training with sandbags right now. And so, okay. I have a 75 pound sandbag and 150 pound sandbag. And so wow. that's what I'm doing with a lot of my stuff. And I still, I've, I've been joining those uh, stick mobility workouts um, nice. a couple times a week, but there was that one post I did 
a few days ago where it was like a time lapse of my hip mobility. Mm-hmm. And so that day I overdid it for sure. I did, <laughs> I did like a, that hip mobility workout and then I did um, all the sandbag stuff and sandbag squats. And I was just for three days, I was totaled. I was like, yeah. Oh my God, we, yeah. <laughs> we're not conditioned. It's definitely a slippery slope. <laughs> it's definitely a slippery slope. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, I have all this time. And then it's like, I can't overdo it. Right. You know, I'll tell you what, I, we've been sleeping well for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know? yeah, my wife's a nurse. And so she's kind of on the front lines of everything. Um, she's okay. supposed to have, Thank you to her. yeah, absolutely. She's supposed to have this whole month off. Like she, uh, signed up for this month off like four months ago. And right. so they're like begging her to come in almost every day. And so, um, she wakes up sometimes she's charging her. So I have to wake up at 5 a.m. those days. And right. then when she works normally, I have to wake up at 6 a.m. So I'm just getting the same amount of sleep. Plus my dogs are like on a schedule. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. like, Hey, yeah, it's 6 30 and I haven't eaten yet. And I'm like, Stop. <laughs> get out of my face. My, my guy does the same thing. We have <laughs> a, a black lab. He's obsessed with food. I know it's just crazy. Like, just like silly sit there and look at you like so either <laughs> you're gonna take me outside or you're gonna feed me it's gonna be one or the other i know stares like my <laughs> my older dog will just stare at me until exactly. i wake up i'm like stop being so creepy bro <laughs> right on well we've been rambling on for a while let's uh give everybody uh a background on who you are and what you do and how you do it and how long you've been doing it and all that stuff okay so the, the name is chad raynor uh, like I said, I will be 38 in a couple of weeks. Um, I got into fitness right after college. So I originally actually went to college for journalism, okay. um, broadcasting, uh, because I thought I was like, Oh, I want to be on ESPN and talk about sports all day. And so, uh, but then the more I learned more about the industry, about how you, you know, could potentially get stuck in some part of the country that you don't want to be and be like a local sports guy. I was like, Oh, I don't know if I really want to do that. So. Um, I actually just got a job as a front desk person at a okay. goals gym, a local goals gym in Virginia where I was living at the time. Uh, and the training manager was like, listen, you need to get certified. So I was like, okay. So I ended up getting certified in NASM, got my CPT, CES, PES, and uh, just kind of went from it from there. So at that point I was training the mother of somebody who worked um, for a company called New York sports club. So it's a regional gym. Um, and she asked me if I wanted to move to New York. And, you know, uh, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I was 23 at the time. And so just picked up and moved. And uh, so I worked for New York Sports Clubs for a little bit. Then I worked for Crunch for a little bit. Uh, then I started going out on my own. So I, so I went out on my own. Now, personally, what I do is, so I have my own personal business, which is Technical Fitness. It's an actual LLC. Uh, and then, so I'm a co-owner of a place called Recover in, this, in New York City. So Recover is more um, kind of like mental and a little bit of physical health uh, as far as health and wellness. Uh, so what we do is we have uh, something called a CVAC pod. I'm not sure if you're, it's, it's so it mimics altitude training um, okay. to help uh, with VO2 max and repair your mitochondria. We do infrared saunas. We do something called Nucom, which is sleep therapy. Uh, and so we also do Normatex, so air compression, yep. uh, and then game readies for, you know, compression with ice. Uh, so that's the front of the house. And then the, the, my partners and I were all, except one of us, um, we're all trainers by trade. So we actually have a training studio that we train clients out of as well. Um, and so another thing that we do, like I was telling to you earlier, um, we provide our services to companies that hire us out. So we've done things with Google. Uh, we had a partnership with Nike before this all happened. Um, last year, the US Open hired us, so we got to work with all the tennis athletes. Um, so that that's a really cool thing that I get to do. Um, and I don't get to do it anymore, but <laughs> <Yeah. And that's laughs> hopefully, we'll be able to, hopefully I'll be able to do it again at some point. Um, so from a training standpoint as well, I, I, I personally prefer, again, my personal training is uh, calisthenics, uh, joint mobility, uh, kettlebells. So my, again, I have my NASM, CPT, CES, PES. I'm also a strong first level two kettlebell instructor. Um, I have FRC as well, and I'm a stick mobility coach. And I, I actually assist, uh, 
classes as well when I get okay. the chance to when they're in the New York and New Jersey area. That's awesome, man. That's a, that's yeah. a, it's, it's funny how you just kind of create opportunities for yourself or you don't, you know what I mean? It's yeah, totally. And so, uh, before all this happened, I started working with a company in town called hypo two and, um, they, it was started with, uh, two chiropractors and they kind of took over high altitude training from, uh, Northern Arizona university. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I was working with uh, Brazilian Olympic swimmers and Japanese Olympic swimmers and uh, collegiate uh, basketball players and, you know, the, just all this stuff. And I was so excited and really, um, you know, on track to like, double my income from last year before this hit, right. you know. So like yeah. last year, last year was really rugged for me because I was, uh, I was a CrossFit coach from 2010 until last year and um, just had this huge falling out with the CrossFit uh, gym that I was training at because of all the stuff that I'd learned, all the function range conditioning, all the right. dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, um, a lot of the stuff that I learned uh, through my massage practice um, that just made it to where like high intensity fitness just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me anymore. And right. so it was a necessary split, but that, you know, uh, CrossFit gyms are super tribal. So once you leave the tribe, then that's it. And so a lot of those, yeah. people, a lot of those people were my clientele and they didn't come with me. And right. so I took a big financial hit this year and then I was, or last year. And then this year I was like on track to double and I was like, yeah, let's get some. And then yeah. just shut it all down. And I was like, oh, come on. yeah, I know it's crazy. And so like, even like with our business, like we, I mean, we were on the Rachel Ray show. We've been on, Fox Business News. We've been on like articles in New York Times and Wall Street Journals, just like small stuff. And like, um, it was really doing great. We were hiring people, and so it's like one of those things where, you know, again, the owners, the the partners, we were all getting paid also when we weren't even at work. Yeah. So you know, which is you know, a luxury that a lot of people don't get to have. Even if you have like a high salary, you're, you know, you're getting paid while you're at work. And so right. you're getting to that point uh, where you're getting paid to not actually do any actual work you're you're in a good spot and then to have that just kind of that rug pulled from under us is like it, it's it's jolting and uh <laughs> eye-opening but again the, the good news is part of that is it it gave uh it gave my family a good base you know i was able to put money aside because again when you're older you you learn more about putting money aside not letting the money burn a hole in your pocket so again we'll, yeah. we'll be okay but it uh definitely a change a change in the last month or month and a half so right and so you mentioned that you were planning on moving to california is there any other is there a reason why you were planning on doing that uh so partially we're looking to expand our operation um and then partially i i, I just love warm weather I, i'm not i'm i'm i think i'm finished with the cold in yeah. my life yeah uh, and so is the rest of my family yeah, uh, and then and obviously for what we do, um, LA is a is a is a hub, if you will, for fitness. Yeah, um, and then I actually have a handful of clients that are bi coastal. Okay. Um, so it's it's a it's a transition that I can make and you know still hit the ground running. So it's not it's not for me. It's not even starting over. It's um, you know hopefully I I look at it as a point where it's a, it's a semi lateral move to a point where I'll be able to have more growth. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So then, um, yeah, I was trying to, you know, like I said, I took a lot of education courses in San Diego and I became really good friends with a guy down there named, uh, Andy Shea. He's uh, movement reborn on Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, I kept, man, I wanted to move there so bad and, you know, was, uh, really, talking to my wife about it and then eventually she just said no we're gonna stay here for a while and then right, right. after that it snowed like three feet and I was like <laughs> because you know I've, <laughs> yeah I've lived here my whole life you know what I right. mean and just yeah no it's it's one thing that we're all on board with is it's being warm and being close to the beach and uh so I'm fortunate that yeah again like again that we're all on board with it and it's just something um again I, I just 
I just feel like I'm a West Coast kind of guy. And I yeah. think, you know, my son is and my fiance and I just, we're, we're ready for that change. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, uh, we love New York and we love this area, but it's just, it's just time we yeah. feel, we all feel this time for a change. Yeah. And that's a pretty big change. And, and, you know, were you guys just gonna, cause there's two ways that people kind of move, right? They're just like sell all their stuff and then buy more stuff. Or are you guys just driving across the country or how are you doing that? Well, yeah. So we were, we think we're going to, at this point, we're going to drive across the country. Yeah. <laughs> so, cause who knows what's going to happen with planes and all that, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we'll make it like a little bit of trip, a uh, uh, trip out of it where, you know, we'll stop and sightsee and just kind of check out the rest of the country. You know, again, we've, we spent, I mean, we've always lived on in the coastal states. Yeah. Uh, and so anytime I've, I mean, I've been in the middle country. I've actually been to Arizona before. Uh, yeah. I spent a week there just on vacation, probably over 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I stayed at the Biltmore, okay. uh, I don't know, Phoenix, Scott, Scottsdale area. And it was beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. Um, so I snowboard a little bit. So I've been to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Colorado. But other than that, it's just mostly coastal stuff. You know, uh, I think Vegas, I've, I've been to a handful of times, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, I just love, and so I, I I just love California. I love, I love the the climate. I love the energy. I just, yeah. you know. And it's a, there's a lot of people in Southern California to connect with, man. Like that's yeah. uh you know, that's one of my favorite things about all these education courses and everybody that listens to my podcast is probably like, stop talking about it. But you know, like, <laughs> like getting to meet all these people, you know what I mean? And yeah. And then, um, like I said, having these conversations like during lunch or after class or whatever, um, that's what I really crave. And, and I don't get that as much as I used to because 2017 and 2018, I was taking courses all over America, you know, just right. Chicago, Dallas, uh, you know, Denver everywhere and um, you know then I miss that connection and you know like I said I'm on a little island up here so there's not very many people that are like me or think like I do so I really have to reach out you know and um, yeah uh, you know my wife is from Denver and so we travel up there quite a bit and that right I love that place too that was like my number two Colorado is beautiful it is man and it's like there's a lot there's a lot to do up there, but it's still just like, and there's a, there's like a hub of really amazing people there too, but it's still that snow thing, man. I can't get over it. I, I just, can't stand it. Uh, I can't stand it. Like, like I said, I, I snowboard, which is fine. Cause that's vacation. You get, you're going in, you're going out. Yeah. You're not living in it. <laughs> right. Um, and so like here, it, we didn't get any snow this year in, in the New York area, but it's, it's like, it's pretty for like the first hour that it's snowing. And then, because New York never stops, it just turns into black slush, and it's like trudging around. And again, it's it's it is not ideal. It's not like living in the mountains, and it's just like stays pretty yeah. um, for days at a time. It just it turns into slush, and it's it's nasty, and uh, it's really cold here. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really windy here. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's just <laughs> it's it's it was fun when I was when I first moved here. And I was young, but now I, I've I've moved on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, we had, we've had a couple of really nice days here in a row. Um, like today it's like 60 degrees and it's beautiful. Me and my wife just went on a walk already. Um, right. but then we're supposed to have a really windy day tomorrow and then it's supposed to rain on Wednesday and then it's supposed to snow on Thursday. And you're like, come on, yeah, come on. yeah. like at least let me hang out in my backyard, you know? Right. Yeah, it's similar here. It's it's always windy. Even even it's like uh, when it's warm outside, it's just windy all the time. Um, we get a lot of rain, and again in the winter, the winter is brutal, and it stays winter for a while. Like the yeah. winter can now it's it's been warmer this year, but generally it'll it'll go deep into April. Sometimes May. It'll it'll like end of April to be forty degrees and rainy, and then May it'll be 90 degrees with 80% humidity. And it's like, there's like, <laughs> like the seasons don't really exist. It's like winter <laughs> and like spring for like a week or two. And then it's like summer. Then you get a couple of weeks of fall and then it's like winter again. It's just like, I don't know. And, and, and also, so we're outdoorsy people. Yeah. And so it's to, to really take advantage of being outdoors. You have to travel, uh, 
generally a significant amount of time to get out of the city yeah. uh, and be in trees and grass. And, you know, it's like, yeah. it, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. And again, there's a lot of great things about living here. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I, as, as I become more established in life and, and really appreciate life yeah. more, um, you, you want to spend more time with your family doing the things you love. Whereas yeah. in New York, it's very, it's like a badge of honor on how much you work and how much you make and, um, which is fine at some, at some point. And, you know, it's fine for some people for their whole lives. But, uh, for me, it's, it's my, my priorities have changed where it's more about being with my family and doing the things that we enjoy. Right. Um, uh, which again, being active, being outside. Uh, and I feel like, we feel LA gives us the opportunity, a better opportunity to live life the way that we want uh, right. versus New York. Yeah, that, that work to enjoyment ratio, I feel, is really skewed. And that's a really interesting concept, you know, like, because, you know, like I said, before this happened, I was working a lot. Mm-hmm. But before that, I wasn't working as much. But then there's, there's this line, you know, like there's this, there's this anxiety about uh not being able to pay your bills and well, then, especially when you work for yourself you know right right <laughs> right and then there's um and then you get caught up in working too much and then you're just mm-hmm. blown out and exhausted because uh, being a coach and and being a massage therapist that's a huge energy exchange you know what i mean exactly so, exactly and then you're not you don't have time to train yourself and then you're not really interested in you know, cooking. So then you're not eating well, you know? Right. So it's this, it's this weird balance, man. And it's, it's really hard to attain and kind of figure out where it is. And it's like, especially, um, you know, in the massage therapy space, it's, uh, and I don't know if it's true, uh, with your training business, but it's feast or famine sometimes, you know what I mean? Right. So like there's times, there's times where, you know, like last year, for uh thanksgiving and christmas i was like where the hell did everybody go like, <laughs> you did your life just stop happening what happened yeah where did you go <laughs> yeah i and so one of the things that we, i used to tell so when, when i worked in corporate fitness like crunch especially and I, I was a manager at one point for a handful of years that's actually how i met like people like ian yeah um so we we worked together at the same gym very briefly um yeah. I was a manager, but he was on his way out as I was on my way in to manage his facility. Um, But the thing about New York is you have a lot of people with a lot of money. And so what happens with that is they'll train and it's great and they pay at a very high rate, but then they go on vacation for, you know, I I have clients that like, okay, I'm, I'm gone for the summer and they go to their house in Martha's Vineyard. So it's like, or their house in the Hamptons or they have houses in Miami. And so it's like, during the winter is great. And then during the summer, again, I'll make enough. And I, I've been doing this long enough to be able to plan accordingly. Yeah. But then you, I have, I have people that leave for long periods of time. Um, and so you have to learn to take care of your money differently because again, when you have people that have money to pay you, they, they do what they want to do. <laughs> so <Right>. they leave. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the other thing too, is like trying to, uh, figure out what you're worth in the economy in which you live. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like all of the, all the education that I have is, you know, really high level education. And then, um, you know, I've been able to integrate it really well to where I can, you know, my massage practice and my coaching practice are really blended really well based Mm -hmm. off of what people need. But then Mm -hmm. Flagstaff is one of those expensive places to live where people don't make a whole lot of money. So then you got to kind of figure right. that out, you know, and then it's, then you start thinking about that sometimes. Cause we have those vacation homes here where people are right. at this like six or seven or $800,000 house, like two months out of the year. And you're like, what's that like? I don't even understand yeah. that. You know what I mean? I, it's funny. Cause I actually have a client. Uh, so his wife's parents, they have a house in Flagstaff. So they live yeah. in Phoenix. They have a house in Phoenix. Um, they have a house in Flagstaff and they have a house in Sedona. That's so cr- I know 
I know that they they don't spend much time at their house uh, in Flagstaff, but the, the I know the father's an, uh, a large architect in that area. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there he's you know he spends most of his time in Phoenix and he's playing golf and it's like he's playing golf with former basketball players. Like, oh yeah, my father-in-law is. We're going out to see them and we're going to play golf with Kevin McHale. And it's just like, Oh wow. <laughs> so, but then, so it's like, it's funny. Cause I, I know exactly what you're saying as far as from a Flagstaff standpoint, like I, one of my clients is in-laws have yeah. um, a large house there that they barely spend any time at. Right. And then you it's just, go, it's just a nice little vacation home sometimes. Yeah. And then sometimes I keep going. I'm like, well, what's it like to own your own airplane? You know, what does that even mean? You know? <laughs> exactly, so like, exactly. how much disposable income do you have to have to where you're like, oh shit, I should just buy an airplane. You know, like, yeah. what? And then yeah, exactly. that's like telling me how far away the sun is from the earth. I don't understand that. I don't know what right. that means. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's a crazy world out there. That's for it sure. Is, man. And um, so do you, so when you work for Nike, do you just travel to their facility that's there in New York City, or how does that work? Yeah, so we have we have different things. So one of the things we'll go again to corporate offices and we'll bring stuff. So we yeah. bring chairs to set up people with Normatec and again the Newcom. Um, the partnership we have with Nike, so it's it's feasibly race season. So there's a lot of races in New York City area. Yeah. Um, starting this time through the last main race. Uh, as far as just running, uh, right. the, is the Brooklyn half. The Brooklyn half is in the middle of May. Okay. And so they basically they have that they they have their actual runners, Nike runners. Yeah. Um. So they had us working with their runners. Um. And it wasn't just our business; it was other local businesses, um, to help keep their runners in shape. And then also for certain uh, Nike uh, customers. So if you're like a certain high level Nike customer, you're able to utilize our services as well. Okay. Cool. Um, other than that, again, like Viacom is somebody that we, we do a lot of stuff with. So Viacom owns MTV, Nickelodeon, whatever. So they have multiple large corporate offices in the city. So again, we'll go in. Uh, we provide Normatec, Newcom, um, massage stuff. Cause so two of my partners are LMTs as well. Yeah. Uh, so we provide service. They'll, they'll pay us either for four hours, six hours, eight hours to do yeah. events. Um, for their employees uh, and so that's that's what we do on the other side and so that's, with that also again that's one of those things where again we were hiring people to do stuff for us and so um, business was doing well so we'll see yeah. we're, we're, we're confident that we'll be able to bounce back but um, yeah, it was one of those things where again a lot, a lot of, again three out of four of us were trainers and it's like we love training but it's also when you start again, getting a little older and looking at long-term, it's like, okay, what are some other options that we can do to increase income and revenue and um, not have to work so much, you know? Yeah. Cause again, it's one of those things when I, when I was younger, you know, uh, I would train anywhere between eight and 12 people a day. Right. But as you, you know, again, as you start to develop a family, it's like, okay, I want to be able to spend time with my family. But at the same time, again, where we live, it's very expensive. Um, yeah. So you have to find ways to maximize your, your time and your income. Uh, and so this was a way for us to continue to add income, but also not have to de designate so much time to it. Right. So yeah. the, the time that we spend is more so building the brand and getting us out there versus physically being on hand on site. Right. Now, so again, like big gigs, like again, last year when we did the U S open, that's a large gig. So we were there for that. Yeah. Um, uh, which was, you know, it's deep in Queens. So that was, um, you know, not as convenient, but again, given, you know, the fact that they, they again, they hired us to do it again this year. Uh, yeah. So we'll see, they haven't canceled the U S open yet, but that's an amazing opportunity with us uh, for us to again, continue to build our brand and also work with top athletes. Um, you know, again, being able to work with Serena, being able to work with Novak, um, was is it's it's big stuff. Yeah, it's just kind of a surreal experience, right? When yeah, yeah, it's uh just sitting there like talking. Like there was a one point where I was working with Serena, um, and just being able to sit down and talk with her for twenty minutes and uh, working with Bianca Andrescu who won the 
women's title. Uh, she was with us every day doing stuff with us. And it's just like, it's, it's just awesome. It's an, it's awesome opportunity. And, you know, hopefully, yeah. we'll, hopefully we'll be able, everything will get back to normal somewhat soon. So we can continue, continue to grow it and uh, see where it takes us. Yeah, I hope so. Cause we were just wildly unprepared for this. And I think it's uh, really highlighting a bunch of stuff that, we paid attention to just as a country and as a government that just doesn't really matter, man. You know, like exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, even with like, I, uh, started unfollowing a lot of my friends, um, on Facebook because they were like, you know, Trump did this. And I'm like, no, he did not do this. <laughs> yeah. This is, I actually, I don't even get on Facebook because yeah. I have like, I've, I, I think I've been on Facebook maybe twice in the last four or five years. And that's, yeah. I feel like the difference between Instagram and, and Facebook, Facebook is again, it's with a lot of your friends. Like it's very political. And uh, again, I, so I, I have liberal tendencies and I have conservative tendencies. So I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the son of a Marine. Yeah. Um, so there are certain things that I lean more conservative of. And you know, I've lived in New York city area for a long time. There's certain things I'm more liberal on. And so, none, of it, none of it matters what the, the like at at this point in time, like what matters is like getting everybody healthy. <laughs> right. And nature showed us who yep. is boss right now. Like we thought we had a leg up on her, but nope. <laughs> She's just like, I'm not just even close. I'm just gonna shut you guys down for a minute. Yeah, not and even so, close. So yeah, so that's like and so what matters is, you know, people with small businesses that are really struggling trying to figure out how to make it. Cause like I, like I have a lot of uh, friends who are only massage therapists and that's it. They don't have, they haven't expanded their practice in anything else like I have. And so now right. they have, they have nothing. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's restaurants going out of business like crazy. There's, um, yeah. there's uh, a bunch of gyms down in Phoenix that are just closing up shop and just selling all their stuff. And you know, like, right. And, you know, that's, uh, goes back to this thing where we had a quote unquote booming economy, but nobody has a savings and everybody has debt. And I'm so like, what's booming? Like, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, uh, it's intense. It is. It's intense and it's scary. It is. And we're all just like, so then it, it showed us the, the broken system that is our leadership because like, you know, everybody's panicking and buying toilet paper, which doesn't make sense. And <laughs> but we haven't had one leader be like, Hey, let's stop buying toilet paper. What? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take it easy. Just buy what you normally buy. Okay. Hey, just, like, yeah. It's just, be okay. You know, if there was enough for everybody to, to go around for everyone before there still is. Exactly. Like if we just exactly. act normal instead of panicking, then we'll be fine. But we weren't getting that adequate information initially. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to really just start reaching out to the people that I perceive to be leaders in the industry and, you know, give other people advice on how to, how best to manage their current situation, give them different ideas other than right. just going and buying all the stuff from all the stores that people need. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, uh, and it's really hard for, cause there's a lot of people that are starting, you know what I mean? And then right. like you said, Oh, I'm going to move across the country and like kind of start like another branch of my business out there. And everybody's yeah. like, okay. Like, yeah, like you, you know sure mean? about that? <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Like, yes, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you're starting from scratch anyway. So what's, yeah. you know, yeah, and that's actually that's that's a really good point, and it's something that again we, my fiance and I, we talk about. It's like you know, the way things are going right now. It's it's you're starting from ground zero with from a from a standpoint anyway. So I mean, I've had some some now. I'm fortunate enough to keep a lot of my clients. Yeah. Um, but I have some. I have lost some um, because they're out of work for right now, and so it's you know there is a dent. Yeah. Um, but again, it's it's just, you know, again, for us, we're we're fortunate enough to be able to do our thing, um, can still do our thing, 
you yeah. know, with the with the FaceTime or the Zoom, whatever you, you know you choose to do. Um, so I'm, I'm very fortunate and grateful for that. Uh, and I'm fortunate and grateful again for being older and again looking more long term and and how yeah. to take care of your money um, and how to take care of your business. Versus when you're younger and you're first getting in, it's just like, whoa, I'm making a lot of money. I'm going <laughs> to I'm right. spend it. <laughs> I'm right. going to get these shoes. I'm yeah. going to get these clothes. Well, plus, <laughs> you know, so. you know, like I don't drink. So that's like one of my, I have anxiety. I'm just going to buy some shoes. It'll be all right. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, <laughs> yeah, we don't drink either. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things. It's so funny. It's that, that industry. It, it's funny. So when you talk about essential and non-essential and so, right. uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same in Arizona. And so in this area, liquor stores are essential. And so it's like, yeah, their, their, their business is not, their, their business is probably up. Right. Uh, and you know, you know, people are bored and people are stressed out and, um, and there's this place called crumble cookie that I had to divorce. Like, because you know, that's my big thing is I don't drink. I, I eat, you know what I mean? And so right. I'm like, you know, like the rest of America, like wildly addicted to sugar. And, <laughs> and so there's this place called crumble cookie here in town that has these amazing cookies and they change flavors like every week. So there's six new flavors every week. So oh, they wow. get you just sucked in, man. Monday, oh, what flavor do they have? And then you yeah. look and you're like, shit, I'm going to get those ones right now. And then, you know, normally you're not, I'm not thinking about it as much because I'm working so much, but now I'm just sitting at home being like, Oh, let's see what kind of flavors they have. Oh, they're right. open extra hours. Great. I'll right. go get some. And then after a couple of weeks of that, I was like, nah, I gotta put the sugar, man. Cause this so is how, how is it working in Arizona? Do you guys have a stay at home order like we do or, um, so like, are you allowed to go to restaurants? So restaurants aren't, we're not allowed to sit down at restaurants. They're doing like curbside okay. or yeah, they're same doing, here, same here. yeah, or they're doing like delivery. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's like a big, that's still a big hit for them because like I said, you know, there's a lot of people that are out of work. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, exactly. And so they're just trying to, a lot of them are just trying to figure it out. Um, and it's really unfortunate, man, because there's a, there's a lot of my, favorite restaurants that are starting to kind of shutter their doors, you know, and, uh, right. uh, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's just a hard knock life for everybody. And so it's like one of yeah. those things where, you know, just everybody's involved. And that's the other thing is this stimulus check that went out where they're just like, Hey, here's $1,200. And we're just like, what is that going to do? Yeah. I know yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, well, the, the the thing about that is, a we we actually don't qualify, right? Uh, because of our income, yeah. Uh, and then it's funny, like a lot of people in here, we talk about like, well, twelve hundred dollars here is, does not spend is the same as twelve hundred dollars in Mississippi, right? <laughs> yeah, um, so that's what so, I'm saying. Like, <laughs> maybe back in whatever crazy time that you thought $1,200 was a lot of money. It was a lot of money, yeah. but now it's not like not as a grown up. Yeah. And Flagstaff, like there's one bedroom, one bathroom apartments that are 1400 a month. And exactly. so, like, so then you're, they can't even cover your rent. So I know. So, <laughs> and so that's where I will, I will talk about, I won't talk about rents. I won't talk about rents here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's, so that's like one of those things where, wow, you guys are really out of touch, but thanks. I guess that helps a little bit. And so, yeah we're still, you know, trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. And kind of going back to what you were saying, what we were saying earlier is, you know, I'm operating under the assumption that I'm literally starting over again when this is all over. Cause you know, yeah. I have some clientele that's essential, like uh, that are paramedics and nurses and stuff like that. I have other ones right. that aren't, so they're out of a job right now. And so, yeah. Like, um, I'm planning on going back to what my original cost was and kind of doing like a sliding scale, uh, right. based off of what people can afford. And, you know, like if you're going to move across the country and start over, you might as well just do it right now because that's when the opportune moment is, is when everybody's starting over. Right. And so yeah. just kind of, um, but it's interesting cause I follow 
a lot of uh, massage therapist groups on Facebook and everybody's like, no, I'm not lowering my prices. I'm going to keep it the same. I'm already yeah, we'll taking, I'm already taking a financial hit and you're like, Ooh. so we'll see how it goes. Right. So it's like the, one of the ways that I use uh, social media is just information gathering, you know? So right. a lot of the people that I follow on Instagram, it's just such a great opportunity for learning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, you know, hashtag goals, like some of the stuff that you post, I'm like, great internal rotation, bro. Jesus. <laughs> You're at about 45 yeah. degrees before I get there. <laughs> you know, I, I get a lot of time to practice these days. That's yeah, sure. man. And so, you know, but then um, that's where I was really gathering information on how I plan on moving forward is by watching all of these people on Instagram react to this situation or right. uh, watching them on Facebook react to this situation. But as soon as you start talking about all this stupid stuff, like political stuff, or you're saying that this is like some kind of weird conspiracy or, you know. Yeah, that's why I stay away from Facebook. I'm just like, yeah. I, can't, I can't handle it. Well, that's the thing. I'll, is take, just... I'll, take, I'll take like the basic knowledge and vanity and basic misinformation. There's, you know, with, with Instagram, it's like, okay, you can – you can give good information, you can give bad information, but it's usually like 60 seconds max or whatever, a couple of minutes. Like you have to actually dedicate yourself to somebody's IGTV. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's usually not as political, right. um, which I'm down with. So that's why I just like, I, I have a Facebook, but I, I just, I don't even mess with it because it's, it's just too much. I can't handle it. Personally, yeah. I can't handle it. And yeah, I'm on it a lot because I'm communicating with a lot of people because I started a uh, uh, Flagstaff Functional Mobility Group so the people can get all the information based on when I'm doing the classes and what the links are. Right. And now we have to add the passwords and, you know, uh, post like the, the that day's workout in case they missed it so that they can do the, the yeah. play. And, um, and, you know, like I said, I just unfollowed a lot of people. I'm like, maybe you won't be that psycho later unfollowed <laughs> right <laughs> and so yeah. it's the but they're just the, the conspiracy theory thing see this is this is why they wanted to take your guns and now they're just like, <laughs> shut your mouth this is so oh crazy. my gosh exactly yeah it's crazy a, it's crazy and it's and then you just start thinking about it like god what a weird world man it's just so weird weird yeah it's weird that's why like and i feel like for me you you become closer with your family because you're just like man, like my family is like, they're at least they're normal. <laughs> Somewhat, <you laughs> they're know? normal for me. Normal right. for me. Yeah. So I can handle that. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Like, and I have, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a, a handful of friends that I've been friends with uh, my whole life. And so yeah. we actually, like, we talked to each other a couple of weeks ago. We had like a group FaceTime uh, with most of them. And so it's, it's, I have my, my friends that literally have known everything about me, all the good, all the bad. We've been through all the highs and lows together. Um, and I have my family and that's, and I'm good with that. That's really all I need. Right. Um, that's, and, <laughs> and, and so that's what we're finding out is really important, you know? So there's out of all the people that I communicate with on a regular basis, there's very few that I'm actually continuing to communicate with. You know what I mean? Right. Those are the people that I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? Do you need anything? You know? And right. so that's kind of the point that I was alluding to earlier with our, with our lack of leadership, you know, we have to become the leaders of our little community, whatever that is, whether it's just, yeah. you know, your, the people you're training or um, just your, your friends, your family, just reaching out and, and, being that person that everybody needs. And so, you know, to think that like everybody's criticizing, you know, like including me and it's just kind of the, the narrative, but everybody's criticizing our government for the way that they're reacting. And I'm like, but what's your plan then? You know what I mean? Right. Like what would you yeah, do solutions. in that situation? <laughs> you yeah. Know? What are the solutions? Right. And so, um, man, and it's, it's really tough and everybody's just doing the best they can, but you know, just trying to like, that's why I'm trying to stay calm and, and just put out information on what people could be doing because there's a lot of people out there, especially in the training space that are like, I don't have a barbell. What do I do? Exactly. And I'm like, and I'm like exactly. literally everything. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, there's a, 
I don't follow this this page, but it, it's basically like a calisthenics meme page. And uh, when this first started happening, they put out a post. It was basically like everybody's freaking out because they don't have barbells and calisthenic athletes are like, I'm good. And it's like, <laughs> exactly. And so like, again, while, while I have a lot of friends who I, I love and respect who are like barbell, dumbbell type of, you know, men and women, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's good. And then it, some of them have made a nice transition. You know, some of them used to be kettlebell people and they're kind of gone back. Uh, it's nice to be versatile. Yeah. And so, you know, that's one of the things I used to tell my staffs when I trained, when I was managing as in corporate fitness, it's you want to be able to train whoever's in front of you. So I used to go to like workshops and certifications, even if I personally did not like it um, because you don't, you don't know who's in front of you, what they're interested in. So you want to be able to train people for what they want and their goals, not necessarily trying to impose your goals in, on them. So my, again, one of the things I, I, one of the certifications I did was uh, the Bulgarian bags. And I, I personally am not a huge fan of them and I don't use them often, but you know, I, I try to stay sharp with them as much as possible, but um, it's just something that you just never know who you're going to be in front of who wants to, and what they want to do, what they want to accomplish. So just, you know, try to keep yourself as well versed as possible. Because uh, right. you never know what's going to happen, right? And so, and that's one of the reasons that one of the things that I've been preaching on my Instagram page for a long time is you should understand the movement, and then you should understand every variation of that movement, every scale down and every scale up. So that means yep. that you, as a coach, need to do all of those. And so to try to make it accessible for whoever's in front of you. Right. And so if they come in and they're just like, Hey, what are these um, steel clubs all about? You should probably mm-hmm. know, you know yeah, what I mean? Instead exactly. of, you know, or, you know, like I coach people that are anywhere from, you know, 70 years old all the way down to like their mid twenties, you know what Same. I mean? So, and each one of those person, each one of those people has different movement challenges. And so if you're so narrow minded to think that they should be doing what everybody else is doing, then they're not going to get what they need. And so exactly. that's why, that's why I started saying like squatting hip below parallel is a competition standard, you know? So yeah. like what matters is that people are squatting. It doesn't matter how deep they're squatting. Exactly. Like, because some people like if there's even man, the, the more I get like into all my education, there's some people that just can't function at all. And you're just like, well, where does that person start? Like, yeah. so, you know, then operating under the premise that 80% of walking and a hundred percent of running is on one leg. Like, should that person that can't function be squatting with a barbell? No, they should probably <laughs> exactly. figure out how to use both their legs independently of each other first. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's so there's just such a, there's such a deep and wide like way that people can move. And if you're so narrow focused on this one piece of equipment that you can't just fit, like, you know, the other, so this, this home thing. So I had, um, I had one lady who had uh, a knee surgery on her meniscus probably a month ago. And so mm-hmm. I've been helping her rehab that. And, you know, just doing hamstring and quad isolation stuff, just with a band and an ankle strap attached to the rig. And so she goes home now and she's doing home coaching. And I'm like, cool, how do I do that? You should be able to figure that out instead of just being like, well, Jesse can't train now, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Just exactly. And so, yeah. And then that's the, I could go on a rant for this forever, but then also like intensity, like you don't need intensity to be fit you know like exactly well we could just do especially again depending on what your goal your goals are if you're if you just want to be able to play with your kids and right. get out of bed <laughs> right and so yeah and it's yeah it's so interesting but the, man we could talk for a while about all that stuff yeah. but you know we're creeping on an hour and i want to let you go um uh, tell everybody where they can find you uh so on instagram it's a uh, technical fitness. So it's spelled exactly like it sounds. Yeah. Uh, 
and I have a Twitter, but I, I don't use it. So I just use it for, to look at other people's comments. <laughs> yeah, see what all those weirdos are talking about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like Twitter, Twitter is actually the comment sections of Twitter are, uh, it's just comedy for me. It is um, man. Cause people add in like their little gifts and all those little memes versus yeah. like on Instagram where it's just words. So I, yeah. I actually get, I use, I use Twitter for comic relief to make, you know, release some stress and some tension, you know, with some, some good laughs. So right some people are really funny. Right on. So yeah, that's it. Perfect, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast, bro. I really appreciated the conversation. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it as well. And this is also one of the, the benefits of social media. It's like, you know, we follow each other on Instagram. We've never yeah. met each other before this conversation. So right. um, there are some good things about social media. Totally, man. And that's how uh, Ian was too. He's like, hey, I'm going on a tour. You should let me teach a kin stretch class at your gym. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. Come on yeah. in. And it was really cool to hang out with that dude. He's really fun, man. And he's one of the best coaches I've ever seen. Like, Yeah, totally. Yeah, he changed my coaching game substantially just from that one class. And it's, uh, yeah. So, you know, when you guys are moving across the country, if you're going to stop by Flagstaff, let me know, man, and we'll hang out. Of course. Awesome, for sure. All right, brother. All right, brother. Well, good talking to you. Absolutely. Have a good one. Stay safe. You too.